And now, Reese will take us into a deeper understanding of early humans. All right, so we already covered that we've started out as Neanderthals, and there was actually other different species of humans, but over time, humans kind of, our species, Homo sapiens, right? Um, like, took over, and, like, there wasn't any other types like there is today. And so, um, I think that that kind of ties to... I don't know, if, a lot of people have heard of Artipithecus or Artie that they found up in the mountains. He was one of the earliest humans like ever to be found and was preserved in the ice. But like once we got past this, like we were Neanderthals, we were foraging, it took us a really long time to evolve, to even leave Africa. So we all started off in kind of like one place is in Central Africa, Africa. and the climate was a bit different then. So like it wasn't exactly like it is now. But then we started to move when they needed resources, and people moved from everywhere to Asia, to the Americas, to Europe, and, like, eventually we were everywhere. And this is, like, what, this was where collective learning was really important, because in order to adapt to our new environments, we had to make new tools and learn how to just, like, cope with, like, forage in these new places. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to live and survive in these areas. And so... Basically, we lived in these small groups of people for a really long time, but eventually we started farming, and this is where it took a turn for mostly the best, but if Madison, you want to get into that? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Early Human History Podcast with your hosts, Reese Johnson and Madison Geis, your early human history experts. Today we are going to be talking about early humans, farming versus foraging, regional trade networks. Some of my favorite topics. That's so funny, Madison. I was just on a walk yesterday and I saw an acorn. It kind of reminded me that people used to like eat acorns and stuff for food. Yeah, in today's world, we forget about what our ancestors used to eat and how their resources are all around us every day. Speaking of early humans, did you know that we actually have been evolving for thousands of years and started off as Neanderthals that foraged and didn't have cities or technology like we do today? We have changed physically, like the shape of our skull and our brain shape. Like, I'm pretty sure we have a frontal lobe now that we didn't have before. Yeah, that's so cool. This happened because we had to adapt to our new environments when we moved away from where humans first came to be in Africa. Yes, Madison, but you know, it's not like one single human did it by themselves. It was because humans learned how to learn collectively. This meant that we were sharing ideas with each other and using old ones to progress. This concept is what sets us apart from other um, like civilizations and um, animals and stuff. <laughs> did you know that collective learning is why we have our language complex, our complex language, writing systems, and lots of cool tools that helped us farm and build cities. And all of this ch change was called the cognitive revolution. Madison. What? Guess what this age was called. What? Neolithic, it was called the Neolithic age, which just basically means new tools, which we kind of already got into. That's awesome. Who would you, who would think? Okay, let's fast forward a little. I think the next biggest challenge was the start of farming. I could not agree with you more, but how did it come to be? I'm glad you asked. With humans being able to collective learn and move around the world, some of them came across land that was so abundant that they didn't feel the need to move away from it. But after a while, they did lose resources and decided they needed to start farming. 
Oh, yes. I think I remember now. What's funny is some scientists believe that foragers had a better life than farmers because they were less stressed and did not work all day and had a more and had more culture like singing, painting, and telling stories. Well, then why would anyone want to be a farmer? Well, that's the thing. There are pros and cons to both sides. Farmers had a food surplus, so they didn't have to worry about their next meal. They also were able to have bigger groups because foragers limited their members so they could li- they could move easier. Just to add to that, early farmers usually lived by water because marine life was abundant um, where the water was, obviously, and they needed water to farm. How cool. Yeah, so... Farming actually proved to have a lot of health benefits. Um, when scientists looked back at the femurs of farming, of farmers and foragers, farmers um, had healthier femurs because they weren't on their feet all day like foragers were when they went and gathered um, most of the day. Um, some pros and cons for foraging and farming. For foraging, it was safer, it had more stability, and more time to think and create things. This also came with Um, a longer life expectancy. Um, Some cons were that foragers don't live as long because there's more danger, like animals. And also, if you were weak, um, like too old or too sick, you were left behind because they wanted to keep the groups strong and small. Um, Also, the weather elements that you encounter tear you down, and they didn't have shelters for the longest time when they foraged. Um, and they don't have the medicine that we had today. So that all contributed into living not as long of a life. Some farming pros were they had a controllable food supply, a surplus of food, um, where foraging, you spend your whole day burning calories and barely getting those calories um, back that you just consumed. Um, And it can be practiced all over the world, and herding provides goods. Some cons of farming were that in order to keep feeding people, you have to rapidly change the environment. And farming is hard. It has a hard social order. And you move a lot. You move around a lot in herding. Now, wherever you were located, whether you were a farmer or forager, kind of changed. By collective learning, people may, like, gather certain foods in one area, but in a different area, it's a it's a different story that went for um, what people planted and harvested for farming. Um, grains were also super important to the state, um, specifically wheat, barley, and oats, and these stored really well. Um, Reese, would you like to take us into regional trade networks? Uh, yep, and I'll add a little bit more. So, like this whole thing was called the agricultural revolution when this all was happening, which kind of led us into the, like, start of villages that later turned into cities and states, which is really important to where we are now because we still use these type of things. Like, we live in the state of the United States, which is a country. Well, this all kind of started with farming. And um, another negative that I'd like to add is that, like, this made disease spread, like, so much faster. So, like, this is really where humans started getting sick because they were all, like, in these like small groups of people but there was also good things that came from farming which was the villages and the states like we have today so this started out as just like small communities that would actually like interact with each other and this was where trade started so like say a community had corn and they grew all this corn but this other community had um barley and they, both of the communities wanted what each other had so that they trade with each other. And um, 
this just kept getting bigger and bigger as towns got bigger and bigger and more people had specialized jobs so that people would have different specialized goods that were like people wanted and needed so along with this um regional trade networks as once big societies had formed like say greece and india and asia like these big societies that we know of today they were known for certain things so like one route that i think mostly everyone knows is uh the silk road and so this was from china to europe and basically people wanted went to china because they wanted silk which only china had and they were the only people that knew how to make it so like that's what put it in like in need in want and so some other popular things that were traded were gold from africa grain from egypt um and also different spices the greek and romans had wine and glassware and arabia had frankincense and then also india had cotton and but in this area this europe europe asia area was not the only place that had trade networks there was actually trade networks in mesoamerica during the time not near as big because there wasn't as many towns people and cities but there was also it was definitely a thing but basically that's how like trade networks came to be today and it seems pretty similar to what we have right now but we're a little bit more international because of the new technology of being able to ship things from one place to another get your amazon in one day but (laughs) yeah basically that's it um i'll go on to talk about collective learning now so collective learning is what separates us from others um more specifically like other animals um it just helps us develop and we're one of like the only like breeds to be able to like communicate with um our voice and stuff like that and it's so awesome um it also helps us group um into frames such as networks product production and distribution and communities um this helps us like split up history and just make it easier to understand when we're learning it in our classes um collective learning also helped um us move to other places and adapt to our environment i mean if you go somewhere you move into a new town you know nobody like it's kind of hard to see like what the normal is there um this was true back then too um and once we moved it helped us find our ways to get food and eventually farm collective learning is everywhere you go we use it every day every second it's just something that really like we never knew we had until we studied it and saw what our ancestors had too it also helped us make new tools and that's why it's called the neolithic era learning um to make new tools from people before you or just like seeing what they did wrong and improving it um really helped us move on And eventually helped make writing um, so that we could have abstract thoughts and ideas. Um, If you were just to like listen to what yourself had to say or just want to or just like be in your own opinion your whole life, you wouldn't be able to adapt and grow for the better and just see other people's point of views. And that's why it's so great, because sometimes you just don't know what you're missing until somebody tells you. And so um it also helped um, us create vast trade networks that between Europe and Asia. So as you can see, collective learning is all around us and it's one of the greatest advances in history so far. And that's a wrap for today. Come back again to learn some more early human history.